feel real good. I slide around. It's great. Listen, last thing that we can talk about before we get on to talking about um, Augusta Pinochet or whatever this dude's name is, right? Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the man explored... The man explored the the uh, icy reaches of the North Pole. He didn't he didn't fucking murder people. We said North Pole, not Pole Pot. What the fuck is wrong with you? Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve, along with the other Steve. Uh, <clears throat> and Ryan. I think I'm single-handedly, or me and my younger brother single-handedly, are keeping the pharmaceutical industry in business with how much allergy medication we have to buy and take daily. Three pills. Three pills just every day, just, and I'm still, I can't breathe. Which ones are you taking? Zyrtec, Allegra, and Claritin. Is that... Yes. Before you, <laughs> you sound like a woman on her period taking thirty-five Advils, and it's like you know the box says. Brian, <laughs> Brian just every morning just reaches his hand into a big bowl, yeah. like the bowl they had it like studio fifty-four, but it's allergy yeah. meds. <laughs> so yeah, like it's a seventies bowl of lewds just sitting on the table. <laughs> He's just like, I need five of these each day or I am not Ryan. I think like this the, is why like the, the penthouse penthouse. So <laughs> the pharmacist looks so concerned every time I go to buy them, pick them up. Sir, don't mix those. <laughs> they do your they do your blood work. They're like, my God, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're like, wait shit. a minute, we just gave you a 90-day supply like last week. I'm like, uh, not, those are supposed to last 90 days. Oh, fuck. oh my God. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're taking those, because those are, those are second-generation... Antihistamines. As long as you're not taking like the anticholinergics. No, 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 no. Like, like fucking Benadryl and shit. I, I take Benadryl. Take yeah. I take Benadryl when shit is very extreme. Like if I'm having like a serious allergy attack, I'll pop one. But it is directly linked to dementia now. Really? <laughs> so yeah, I'm not really? a doctor. If you're taking Benadryl and you listen to this podcast, whatever. I don't care. But yeah. Anticholinergics, first generation antihistamines have a link to dementia. Huh. Yep. He's just anti hat man. Yeah, yeah. Well the hat man is the guy stealing all your memories. Ah <laughs> uh, True. Okay. So True. it's not necessarily Benadryl specifically is the no. link to dementia. It's the anticholinergics, but and then some people say that Benadryl isn't even in that in that drug category. Yeah, there's I'll be like the first an, to tell you yes the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah, th- there's an argument that people make about it, but it's like you should probably just avoid it if you can, you know. Yeah. Um anyway. Yeah, and I'm like you. I take uh uh, Claritin, I think, every mm-hmm. single day, and or no Zyrtec. Yeah, I take Zyrtec every day. And uh, which one is Centrazine? A Claritin. Satirazine is Zyrtec, I think. Yeah, that's Zyrtec. So I take that every day, and I take uh, uh, the nasal spray because it's oh, just a steroid, like, like old Afrin. No, fuck no, uh, fluconazone or whatever. Fluticasone. Yeah, fluticasone. Yeah, fluticasone is a fucking rash cream. <laughs> Fluticosone. What kind of this rash a, do you have in your nose, sir? Corticosteroid. Uh, so this is now turned into the trilateral troika medical podcast. <laughs> so anyway, I put that on my balls, and uh, you know, 
I feel real good. I slide around. It's great. Listen, last thing that we could talk about before we get on to talking about um, Augusta Pinochet or whatever this dude's name is, right? Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the man explored... The man explored the the uh, icy reaches of the North Pole. He didn't he didn't fucking murder people. We said North Pole, not Pol Pot. The fuck is wrong with you? But so I was scrolling through like you know social medias earlier, like you do when you first wake up for a couple seconds, and I came across this stuff that was being advertised on Instagram, and it was cooling. They called it nut cream, but it was cream for men's testicles. It was cooling cream, and that is not. The strangest thing to me. Um, I mean, it's strange. It's weird, but it got What's a weirder. stranger thing, huh? It had, like, a flavor to it. It had bourbon on the rocks, like, scent or flavor yeah, or whatever. And I'm like, like why, why like do some, you need that? That's like some Chinese <laughs> marketing there, you know? You know, because... Some fucking genius in Guangzhou. They love bourbon. <laughs> why does my nuts need to smell like bourbon on the rocks? <laughs> Americans will buy anything that say bourbon. It's almost as bad as those dude wipes. Anyway. And you know, they're not wrong. Oh yeah, dude wipes are stupid because you can buy this. You can just buy baby wipes, the generics. The ninety nine for like for like ninety nine cents, you can get like a, a placard of them. Nah, dude wipes are five bucks. But I'm, I'm not a cuck, Steve. Okay, I'm not yeah, a cuck. I'm a man. Yeah, you're a man. You need a you <laughs> like need black st- packaging and like serious. Steve Regal. You need black packaging and serious fonts. That's what you need. <laughs> you know, like you don't if I, like the William things, like the William, William Regal character when when he was the man's man. Yeah, what the fuck is this? This has this has doesn't have black packaging and the fonts are serif? No, fuck off. I'm not taking that in the bathroom with me. I mean basically I can't look weak. <laughs> oh man. I Speaking love the, of looking I, weak. My, my favorite thing about toilet paper, one last thing, is like the joke that uh if you if you got shit anywhere else in your body, would you wipe it off with a piece of paper? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's why the the wet wipes are like the best thing ever. Like people, it should be the standard, but you know, we don't use it. We just use toilet paper, which is kind of gross if you think about it. I've been told that even the wipes that are marketed as flushable are technically not. You They're should not. never flush ever. But, but also, here's the thing: I've I've only heard that with regards to septic tanks. Nobody has ever said that. It's, as far it's as the same for the sewer. Line, though. It's the same thing for the sewer. I is think it? that's. Yeah, I think flushing stuff like that is what creates those uh, fatbergs. Have you ever seen a fatberg? No. Don't okay. talk about my mom well, like I'm that. Just gonna t- I'm just going <laughs> to tell you how to spell it. It's F-A-T-B-E-R-G. Go ahead and Google that. I'm not going to describe what it that's, is or looks like on that, the podcast. That, that's also if you have like a British diet. Oh, my God. Because like, they're crazy. like really big in uh, like, oh my like fucking fucking problems God. with There's them no in way. London. There's yeah, no- that, that's a fatberg. Yeah, that's a real thing. Oh, that makes Don't- me nauseous. Yeah, don't let's just skip it and go right into the. Uh, that, speaking <laughs> of things we should avoid, do not Google last... fatbergs. Don't don't do. Oh my god! Oh my god! When we last <laughs> left off, Solomon, uh, <laughs> Solomon, uh, not uh, a menu Andrea, Wahlburgers. Solomon <laughs> um, Andrea had uh, set off on his uh, expedition, the second attempted flight uh, to go over the North Pole, and then he believed uh, reach either uh, Russia or Canada. Um, he set off with a uh, uh, another explorer named uh, Newt uh, uh, Frankel um, and one named uh, Niles uh, Strindberg. <clears throat> Where do we say he, he took off from again? Uh, he took off from uh, it's like Danesland. I've never heard of that place. Danesland? Nah, same. 
<laughs> I think the hat man took that one from me. Oh, Dane's Island. I'm like Dane's Island. Around. I'm yeah. scrolling around through Google Earth right now, trying to figure out exactly where he took off from, so that I can like look what his flight plan would have been, just don't to see how it. fucked he was. Don't do it. Steve's a research energy vampire. <laughs> He's yeah, going to take gonna, that research energy from you. I'm going to be like, I'm, oh, you want to research it, huh? I'm like cool teacher Colin Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The last episode was fucking great, by the way. Um, I guess, I guess, like, look, okay, I'm sorry. Last time I'll interrupt. Looking at Google Earth, like, looking at the actual globe, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. It's not the last time you'll interrupt, but go ahead. I know. Um, I guess what I'm wondering is his balloon flight path. There's no way he's going across the North Pole because if he was, he'd end up. If he did like a straight line, he would have ended up directly in Alaska. Hmm. If he's coming like right out of the Swedish Swedish area, that well, you presume around Earth. You see, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's me. I just you know assuming shit. But a direct line would take him to Alaska. So I guess what he was trying to do is more or less kind of like float and clip the North Pole and then come back down to Russia. I guess. Yeah, I believe he was planning on circling or going uh, um, sort of uh, all the all the way mm-hmm. um, across to uh, what, like the Northwest uh, Territories um, in, in Alaska, like none of it in uh, that area. Oh, so he wanted to like cross over Greenland and everything, huh? Well, like, well no, he's going Greenland. well, no, he's going he's going straight um, so you have to remember that because it's a globe. Um, <laughs> Ryan, this guy, this guy's straight, and he's going all the way. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that, you know, if it was, if it came from anybody else, it would be profoundly insulting. But hearing Ryan, remember, it's a globe. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, remember globe. I would be so upset if anybody else said that. Anyway. <laughs> We all know that you're a secret member of the Flat Gang. So. Shh, don't tell them. <laughs> it's not that. It's just that the Earth is actually more like a crushed sphere. It's not. It's not actually spherical. <laughs> it's kind of like not, a malformed egg. Yeah, it's not fat. It's like just like if you took like a like one of those like whiskey ball. ice cubes. It starts no, melt. no. If you took a ball and you like crushed it in your hands, like up like a tennis ball, until it was a little bit more ovoid, that's exactly what it looks like. Oh, okay. More oval. Um, so remember, uh, during the first expedition, he had a he had a crew member that was supposed to go on it named uh, Niles uh, Gustav uh, Ekholm, who did sort of did the math and and looked at um, like how much um, hydrogen they had in the balloon and how much would be needed in order to get uh, to their destination, um, and so he. Um, so he knew that they weren't going to make it. Like he knew that the balloon would uh, would not make it, and Andrea wouldn't listen to him. And then he found out later on that Andrea had been like lying to people as well, and had been secretly also um, filling the balloon with hydrogen uh, when people oh, weren't around. No. So it was actually worse than his original calculations. Um, oh so, no! So when they do take off on the second time, uh, it goes badly. Uh, his system that he had developed that would use drag ropes. The the drag ropes obviously. Um, they don't work, um, and uh, they end up they end up getting like immediately Steve, ripped is, off. Is this like your commentary on the submarine disaster? Is this like like that we have never changed as a people? I mean, basically, I mean, in 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 a way, yes. Just some douchebag of means is is out there can 
fucking around yeah, with I, drag ropes and, and, and not and, enough gas. And, and all, the really no experience. People, all the really smart people are like, sir, this is a really bad idea. I don't you know, think what, you know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to go a step further. It doesn't even need to be the really smart people. It's just like someone who math. <laughs> Somebody who passed third grade fucking reading was like, sir, yeah. I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> this is one of those situations where, where somebody who's never done something before looks at it and says, like, well, I can, I can do it. But I'm going to do it this way that nobody else does it. People are like, well, people don't do it that way for a reason. He's just like, well, not listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the balloon, uh, which is... Uh, which they had to uh, lose uh, lose weight from it because it was um, it was going to crash um, into the ground. Uh, so they fly uncontrolled uh, for about uh, ten hours and twenty nine minutes, um, and, and then there's a um, and, and there's a, another followed by uh, another uh, forty one hours uh, of them uh, bumpily uh, uh, sort of going across the ground until they finally uh, finally crashed. Just. <laughs> Where'd they crash? I want to be the person to look over at Solomon and just, like, just have that look on your face. Like, hmm, hmm, hmm. The fuck did I tell you? Hmm. Told you, you, motherfucker. You know what he needed? Ekholm? Is that the guy's name? He needed needed an older black woman for him to be like, I told you, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, They crash actually pretty far north. If you looked at it on a map, um, there wouldn't be like any land. It's just ice. So this is his Whoa. second attempt or his first attempt. This is the second attempt. Okay. Um, so they they crash um, after sort of uh, traveling for about two days um, and in about three and a half hours altogether. Um, uh, during that time, they don't sleep at all. They only traveled three um, and a half hours in two days. No, they they traveled. Uh, they they traveled for for two days and, and three and a half hours. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and, and during that time, uh, they uh, they're not able to uh, to sleep, um, but they uh, they were able. Um, uh, but when they crash, everybody is able um, to to sort of like uh, survive the crash, including their their homing pigeons, um, and they are able to get uh, all of their equipment as well. Um, uh, none, none of it, like the cameras or any of their optical instruments, have been damaged in the crash. Yeah, it turns out things that fly don't suffer much damage when crashing. <laughs> So Hollywood lied to me that everything that falls out of the sky doesn't immediately blow up into a 15-foot ta- fireball towering inferno? Ryan. No. God damn it. <laughs> well, they were also just like being, for for most of the time, they were they were up. They, they were pretty close to the ground. They were just like sort of like... Yeah, hot air, balloons, hot air balloons like generally don't go like super high unless they're, uh, unless they're going on a long trip. Yeah. But this was like, what year was this? This was uh, 18, um, 1897. I mean, they're yeah. still low enough that Vladi Divac could have high-fived him. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> well, because well, remember they... <laughs> it's me, Vladi. Cause, cause I kind they, of sound like Balky. They, they went much higher than they were originally supposed to. Um, like, like they went to a height that, that you're normally not supposed to go in a, in a balloon. <sighs> Oh yeah, went up to hydrogen they had. Yeah, it, you did mention that. Yeah, they went up. They went up to about uh, uh, two thousand uh, feet. Damn, oh, getting crazy fucking, up there. Yeah, that's pretty high. Um, so they're grounded on July fourteenth. Um, uh, Strindberg, um, his uh, his uh, camera, uh, which he had brought to map the region uh, from the air, 
uh, was instead used throughout their uh, throughout their trek uh, to record their daily life as they they sort of walk across you know the the ice of the Arctic Circle. So um, we trying- where where in the Arctic Circle this is now. Yeah, we we have a good idea of like where they crashed and then where they like the route they took and where they ended up. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so Strindberg will take around two hundred photos, um, it, and this is in a um, from his fifteen uh, pound camera, and this is over a, a span of uh, three months that they spent on the uh, on the ice. Um, wow. um, Andrea and Frankel uh, they would also keep records. Um, and they would also uh, map uh, their um, their geographical positions as well as uh, what they experienced on the trip. Um, and uh, Andrea uh, would do this in his uh, main diary, and Frankel would do this in his uh, meteorological diary. Um, Strindberg also had a, a stenographic diary, um, but his was more personal, um, and also included his uh, general uh, like reflections on the expedition, his and opinions. also. And also, yeah, also some uh, messages to his uh, fiance, uh, uh, Anna uh, Charlier. Um, all three of the manuscripts were eventually retrieved from the ice um, on uh, Kivatoya in 1930. So 1930, um, it took them to get rid of, like, to get all their shit, like, the yeah, to, to to find to well to find their uh, the their stuff or to find them, okay. Um, so the, uh, the Eagle, uh, had been stocked with, uh, safety equipment, um, which included, uh, guns, uh, snowshoes, sleds, skis, a tent, a, a small boat, um, which was, uh, which was, uh, a boat that could be, uh, assembled, um, and was, um, and covered in the same material as like the, uh, the balloon was made out of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was almost like a rubber boat. Um, and most of it, uh, was stored, uh, not in the basket, um, but in a, a storage, uh, space. Uh, arranged above the balloon ring, so that that's another reason why a lot of it survived um, them, you know, continuously hitting the ground for like forty hours. <laughs> um, so a lot of these items had had uh, not really been uh, well chosen, um, and, and they paid little attention to uh, what what people used in in who actually live in polar regions, um, and. Uh, uh, and Andrea would only uh, sort of use things that uh, that previous explorers had used, as opposed to going by, you know, what the the people who live daily in the Arctic Circle use. Mm-hmm. So this um, guy did no research at all. Yeah, he did no real research. It's um, literally so, the Titanic sub guy, but for the 1800s. It is. Uh, it's it's it sounds like, well, except for the fact that um, Andrea was not like uh, a billionaire, right? No, he was not a. Yeah, he, he wasn't even he was, wealthy, right? He 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 seemed he seemed uh like like he was I supersizing guess, his McDonald's meals, but he wasn't like you know buying yeah, McDonald's. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like he was, he, yeah, he, he goes through that. Let me get a number two. Go large, like yeah. yeah on on yeah. Uh, see, Andreas making falling into that classic trap. You know, he would have been a millionaire if he if he knew about passive income. But that's right. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta get the passive income moving. You know. But listen, he's, um, he's he had enough money. He wasn't going to McDonald's. He was definitely going to Five Guys. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And he always got peanuts. Just, <laughs> just, no, no, no. Just, he always got French fries because you know those assholes don't have combo meals. You have to order them separately. <sighs> They're so to, good though. Goes to I Burger know. Fee all the time. I know it's like a tax you got to pay to go to Five Guys to pay eight fifty for a small fry as well. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
Dude, I, got, um, I didn't get dinner yet. I got now. I want Five Guys. You motherfucker! It's two in the afternoon. What do you mean dinner? <laughs> I, I start thinking about it now because you know when you're married, it's like that conversation can go on for days. So you have yeah. to get it over with ahead of time. You know, got to start the beating early. You know, you got to get in there. You got to. It's it's dude. It's like the unresolved question. You know. The uh, the sleds that that Andrea brought with them, which were uh, rigid sleds. Uh, they were they were impractical for the difficult terrain, um, and and also because there were uh, channels that separated the ice flows um, and as well as high ridges, um, and partially um, ice iced over uh, melt ponds. Mm. Um, the the men's uh, clothes included uh, no furs, uh, but were uh, woolen coats and trousers uh, plus oil skins. That's a really bad move because wool is incredibly susceptible to moisture, whereas fur yeah, is not. Yeah, it, it gets yeah, it gets very uh, oh, foolish. Everything he does is dumb. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, they wore uh, they they wore the uh, oil skins, um, but all of the explorers reported uh, always seeming to feel uh, damp or wet um, from all of the uh, half frozen pools of water on the ice that they ran into, and it was um, it was typically uh, foggy and humid. Um, how, because how in, many how many people went with this guy? It was just three, just right? the three of them, yeah. including him. Yeah, that tracks. I mean, you could probably get three dumbasses around. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, this fucking guy, dude. Like, <laughs> dude, just get three dumbasses. Do like, here, hop in this basket. I'm gonna attach it to a balloon I got from Publix. I'm gonna push right. you out over the fucking ocean. Good luck into the pole. Yeah, I will um, say that like nowadays, there's enough going on and there's enough information availability where it's like most people would probably not get involved with that. You know. But uh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> uh, are you crazy? I don't think you could get three people to do what he's doing right now in 2023. I'd I, like to think I we've made bet enough my fucking progress. life I could get somebody to do this exact same thing step by step by step. I, I would bet my life this is possible hmm. to get somebody to do this. I'm know, talking about up into and including not giving them enough hydrogen for the trip, uh, uh, and like and telling yeah. them they can steer with drag lines. Like people, you you really underestimate the level of stupidity for the average person that walks around. And I don't. No, I again. definitely, I definitely do not underestimate how stupid people. I will defend myself there, dude. I am constantly <laughs> if you talking don't... about how like people vote based on like if it rained on Tuesday. I mean, exactly. We're talk- we have like the. Dumbest electorate in the history of the fucking world in this country. Exactly. Like when your researcher like skips out because he says that the main way to steer the fucking balloon is a fool's errand. It won't work, or you don't it's have enough two, gas. It's two ropes you threw out of the fucking basket. Like how does <laughs> how does so that steer ridiculous. anything? I'm gonna I'm, listen. I'm gonna take well, my Tahoe out for a well, drive and throw it, two fucking ropes out the back and see if they, I can steer it down 75, 80 miles an hour. <laughs> the idea, the idea isn't that the ropes steer it. The idea is that the ropes create enough that that they slow down, or I should say, more the balloon enough that you can steer it. With like what? like a ship, <laughs> like a ship because it, it has sails. Like like hot air balloons have uh, have like uh, sails. They have rudders because that's they, how they ships have, are steered as rudders. They, they have they have sails, <laughs> but the uh, but his idea was that the ropes would uh, slow down, like like uh, prevent the balloon from just being like moved by the wind. I thought that's what oh, you okay. wanted. The bl- no, oh my god, this guy's so stupid. No, you, you want the you want it, but you don't want it to be dog. <laughs> but you don't want it to be like completely at the at, like the mercy of the wind. Got it. Then right, get yeah. out of the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> get out of the fucking balloon if you don't want to be at the mercy of the wind. <laughs> um, but they are, uh, as, as I said, they're they're well, ill prepared no, for the. It's like a boat. Sorry, 
it's like a boat, you know. It's not. A, it's not at the mercy of the wind of the sea completely. You gotta take. You gotta have like rudders and you know sails and whatnot, oh. and engines now. Um. So the uh, the summers in the Arctic are, are humid, uh, which they're unprepared for. That's um, weird. And and they can't really use their sleds uh, because of the the way the sleds are. Um, that if if they were to uh, slide into any of the uh, any of the channels uh, that they had to that they had to cross in the ice, um, like all of their supplies would be gone. <laughs> this is like Oregon Trail in the Arctic. <laughs> um, so after they after the crash, uh, the men spend about a week in a tent at the crash site. Uh, they they pack up and, and make decisions about uh, what and uh, what they will bring and how much they're going to bring with them and where they're going to go. Um, they don't, uh, they, they no longer consider going to the North pole, uh, because it, it is, it is too far away. And, and, th- and then they would also have to make their way back. Um, so their choice is to go to, uh, two, uh, 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 depots of, of food and ammunition they're that were, uh, Home Depot. yeah, they're going to go to Home Depot. <laughs> they're going to do that's people's court. They're, they're going to, they're going to go to one of these, uh, depots that was set up for them. Uh, one was set up at uh, uh, Sujoyon at uh, Svalbard, and, and one at uh, Cape Flora in uh, Franz uh, Joseph Land. Well, as I always say, when you bring up Svalbard, that's a fool's errand. You don't want to trust those Svalbardians, you know. I know. Wait, why not? I'm making. Oh, it they up. know. It's just such an odd country to <laughs> reference. <No>. Svalbard. <laughs> We just you know, lost if, our only Svalbard <laughs> listener. <laughs> We're sorry, Hans, come back. Um, so I, once again, flying around on Google Earth, just kind of like looking at shit. Svalbard, if that's if that's as far as he made it, I'm uh, I'm disappointed, man. <laughs> he could have done much better. Um, He's done better. He could have done better. Not he has. He could have done better. So right. they don't. Uh, they they the the maps they have aren't very good. Uh, so they think both sites are about equal distance from where they are. Um, so they decide that they're going to go to uh, Cape Flora as it's the bigger of the, the depots. Huh. Um, Strindberg uh, uh, took uh, uh, the most uh, the most pictures during this week um, than he would at any other point, um, including a, a 12 frame uh, 360 uh, panorama of the crash site. That's kind of uh, cool, though. So the uh, the. The food that they had, though, was more adapted for uh, for uh, balloon travel than for uh, traveling on foot. Um, uh, Andrea had also reasoned that they might possibly throw excess food overboard um, as as sort of like uh, as weight if necessary. All the things uh, you could throw overboard, you throw the thing that is essential to your fucking survival. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, all right, go ahead. I I can't wait to make fun of this fucking goddamn McNugget the rest of this episode because he's made just bad <laughs> decision on top of bad decision. Um, <laughs> and and also, also too that if they had to like end up in a situation like say the one they're currently in, um, they they could use it. Um, so they had less ballast. Um, and, and large amounts of, of heavy type provisions, they're around uh, 1,691 pounds altogether, uh, which included um, uh, 53 gallons of water, um, some crates of champagne, uh, port, beer, and, and other uh, other things donated from their sponsors and from manufacturers. I'm so fucking mad right now. <laughs> you could have thrown over the, the champagne and the fucking beer that you're clearly not going to be popping anytime soon, but it said you threw the food? 
There was also uh, there was also lemon juice, um, but but they they included it just just to have it, not because of uh, a precaution against scurvy, which they didn't. I was going to say those are those are considered the the scurvy squirts, right? You just put them <laughs> in your mouth every once in a while. I mean, if you um, really wanted to be technical in an emergency, yes. No, I was being serious. Yeah. Um, most of the the food they had was uh, was canned, um, and it was cans of you know meat, sausages, cheese, and and condensed milk. Dude, um, that's my favorite combination of food right there. Um, so, uh, they, they had already thrown over uh, some of the provisions um, uh, before the crash. Um, and they uh, took most of the rest with them on uh, when they left the crash site, um, along with uh, guns, uh, a tent, ammunition, cooking utensils. Um, and, they, uh, and they made a, a load on each sled of more than uh, 440 pounds. Um, and this was not really practical because it ended up breaking the sleds and, and wore them out. I was about to say, yeah, four hundred and forty pounds on a rigid sled—that seems a little outrageous. And I'm not a fucking engineer, but oh my god, I'm also uh, not an engineer, and I'm imagining that they're not going across packed ice that would be ideal for those sleds either, are they? Yeah, it's it's completely like the they picked the wrong sled for the situation. Uh, okay, perfect. Uh, <laughs> did they fucking so, get anything right? Um, so after a week. Um, no, they, 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 <laughs> they, they sort out, uh, they, they sort out the supplies they have and they left behind a, uh, a big pile of food and non-essential equipment, um, and brought their loads down to around 290 pounds per sled. Damn sure took that fucking Coors though. Damn sure took um, that Miller High Life, the champagne and beers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they they no. brought the beast with them. He even fucked the beer up. He needs a. He needs a. He, he said they needed uh, fortified beverages, you know, to keep them strong in the uh, in the Arctic. He's looking um, at, like absolute vodka, product of Sweden, man, and Miller High Life, best. and he's like, "Not nah, get rid of the fucking absolute. We'll take the High Life." I mean, the thing with Milwaukee's best is it's not fortified with like vitamins. It's fortified <laughs> with like steel and excess like beer scum, <laughs> wood shavings, yeah. <laughs> the hair of a man from Milwaukee, and the oxidized metal, sacrificing blood. New strains um, of COVID heretofore undiscovered. <laughs> um, so, uh, during the hunt, it, it became, uh, or I should say, during the during their trek, uh, it became necessary for them to hunt in, in order to um, to augment their their supplies. Um, so they would uh, shoot and eat uh, seals, walruses, um, and uh, polar bears throughout their march. Uh, Motherfucker! Uh, they ate what? Uh, polar bears. Uh, <laughs> See, polar bears an I'm, easy kill. I'm get, I'm gonna okay. Listen, now I need to address that as well. But I'm gonna bet Not my life the that face, these assholes. Dude. Let me let me get because this is clearly a failed expedition. These dudes ain't fixing to make it out of alive. Oh, you think? Alive, right? But I'm willing to bet <laughs> anything that they died because they got fucking trichinella, isn't it? Um, one of them might have possibly. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I, I don't want to yeah. say. <laughs> Um, so they start out for uh, Franz uh, Joseph Land, um, uh, which was to the southeast of them on July 22nd, um, and they soon found that uh, that going across the uh, the ice was a struggle, um, and and they had to oftentimes you know cross areas that had ridges that were two stories high, um, and uh, the drift of the ice as well was in the opposite direction, which moved them backwards. Um, on August 4th, they decided after a long discussion. 
um, to uh, to head for Shuzhong uh, um, in the uh, southwest instead, um, hoping to reach the, uh, the the depot there after a six to seven week march, um, and, and hoping that the current would help them. Um, the current uh, the train in that direction uh, was uh, extremely difficult. Um, sometimes necessitating that they had to crawl on all fours, um, and there was um, and there was occasional relief in the form of uh, open water, uh, where their boat uh, was uh, could get them uh, across the water to the next ice flow. Hmm. Um, Andrea Andrea wrote in his diary: "Paradise, large uh, large even ice flows with pools of sweet drinking water, and here and there a tender fleshed young polar bear." This is why I don't trust optimists. <laughs> Why? I want you. I, I want you to remember the uh, the 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 polar bear uh, no, notation. Him him eating the uh, the young polar bear. Is this going to turn into the lighthouse? Is he going to work one of them? <laughs> you never you never kill a polar bear, you fool. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So they uh they they make uh, good progress at first. Um. But but the wind uh, would turn against them. Um. And they would um and, and they were uh, being pushed backward. Uh, away from their destination. Um, the wind would vary between the southwest and the northwest over the weeks, um, and they, they tried to overcome it by turning uh, more uh, more westward, uh, but it was coming clear that that the uh, that their destination was out of their reach. On September 12th, uh, the explorers uh, resigned themselves to wintering on the ice uh, and camped on a large uh, flow, uh, letting the ice uh, take them where it would, uh, which, um, uh, sorry, and... Uh, uh, Kettlestrom, uh, Kettlestrom wrote, which had had been you know already doing. Okay. Uh, the, they uh, they started drifting rapidly uh, due south uh, towards uh, Kivatoya, um, and they uh, they built a winter home on the flow um, that uh, <clears throat> that uh, uh, because it's getting increasingly cold as as they get closer to winter, um, and they uh, they made uh, walls with uh, water reinforced snow. Um, in, in order to protect themselves from the wind, they built a winter home. Well, yeah, they they sort of <laughs> build like a like a pseudo like igloo. Oh, okay. Um, uh, observing how quickly the the drift is moving, uh, Andrea recorded his hopes that they would get far enough south uh, that they could um, that they could feed themselves entirely from from the sea by fishing. It's good plan. Um, but uh, the the flow itself began uh, breaking up on October second. Um, and, uh, the, and due to the, the stresses of, of pressing against, uh, Kivatoya, uh, they were forced to bring their, uh, their, uh, their stores to the island itself, uh, which took a couple of days. Um, these d- guys despite- didn't even make it to the Arctic Sea. I think that's fucking, or the Arctic, ho- the Arctic Ocean. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> this absolute loser didn't even make it to where, anywhere close to where he wanted to end up. If he, if they ended up east of Svalbard, Svalbardians, yeah. Um. <laughs> oh God! What a pathetic. Never mind. Oh, well, God. I mean, it's not pathetic. It's just it's tragic because he's a fucking idiot. You it's know? not like, tragic, man. This guy's it, this guy's just clearly like it's like yeah. cognitive dissonance kicked in. It is no it, advisors. It is very know? much like, like the submarine. It is not a tragedy, man. This is what that happens. Dude was told over and over and over and over again, "Don't do it." This is the problems that you have. The international community told him, "Don't do it." That's yeah. not a tragedy anymore, man. Yeah. That is his being like hoisted by his own petard, if you will. <laughs> he's like Trump. Um, despite these difficulties, uh, Andrea would write in his uh, diary, uh, morale remains good, 
With such comrades, one should be able to manage under, I may say, any circumstances. Um, he has a briefer diary entry um, uh, on October 5th, which indicates that they had uh, fully uh, moved onto the island. And then on October 6th, um, he wrote a snowstorm reconnaissance and on October 7th, a single word moving. Hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, later, a scientific analysis of the diary uh, revealed the last entries, which were um, which were on October eighth. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes that's all I put in my journal in the morning. Moving. <laughs> 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 I, I awoke. Hustling. Um, he wrote, "It feels fine to be able to sleep here on fast land, as a con- as a contrast with the drifting ice out upon the sea or out upon the ocean." where we constantly heard the uh, cracking, grinding, and din. We shall have to gather driftwood and bones of whales, and we'll have to do some moving around when the weather permits. That's got to be so scary. You're, like, Um, on the ice. You got no food because your dumbass captain left it behind instead instead taking the fucking McUltra. And here you are in a fucking igloo. You can hear the ice cracking beneath you. That's got to be terrifying, dude. Um. It, it's inferred from uh, Strindberg's diary, uh, um, an entry on October 7th, um, and uh, Andrea's October 8th diary entry, uh, that the men would die soon after that. Um, so for uh, 33 years after this, uh, the fate of the expedition was uh, shrouded in mystery, um, and it became sort of like uh, a part of the cultural war of, of Sweden um, uh, about this like expedition that like disappeared. Did they, um, they get it? Did we find it? Th- they were uh, they they actively uh, sought out the expedition uh, for a couple of years, um, which which had become sort of like uh, their their fate had become like sort of like myth and rumor, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they they weren't really able uh, to find it. Um, it, it. Looking at American newspapers uh, from the years uh, eighteen ninety six uh, to eighteen ninety nine. Um, there was a um, th- there was a series called the Mystery of, of Andrea, um, and it shows that the media did have a um, uh, have a bigger interest in it um, after it disappeared than before it set off. Oh wow! Oh, of course, yeah, you know. Really, was you think it that? blood cells? So the disappearance sells, not the expedition itself. Did he what's, have like a a, what sold the country on Apollo thirteen? Was the actual oh shit something went wrong? They didn't care about that at that point about the rockets going up anymore. No, that's all people. But they care, anyway, but yeah. like you know, I'm convinced that half the people that watch shuttle launches now are just waiting for the explosion. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like fifty percent that, and I'm not trying to be funny. It's like fifty percent that, probably like ten percent like people that are like on the spectrum that just go there to watch it, like people that do trains, and then the yeah. rest of them are probably just curious people that are just really don't give a shit, just need something to do for the afternoon. Yeah, I do it. Like when the, I see a launch, we go out back because we can see them from Orlando. Yeah. So yeah, let's just stand there for twenty minutes, watch it, and be like, all right. Cool. Yeah. We'll go back inside. Get malaria from mosquitoes and <laughs> go back inside. Um, so during this time, it becomes sort of like the standard, um, sort of like tabloid, tabloid press, just sort of uh, like tall, tall tale versions of what happened to them. You know, people claiming to have find pieces of of uh, balloon or balloon basket, um, stories of of men falling from the sky. Um, or of um, or, or psychics trying to claim they knew the the location of uh, of the expedition. Dion Warwick, <laughs> <laughs> Miss Cleo, yeah, flipping tarot cards trying to find him. <laughs> yeah, ah, oh, poor Miss Cleo, man. 
She's a criminal. Um, what do you mean, poor Miss Cleo? What are you talking about? No, the she woman that was Miss Cleo on there, she didn't get any of the money. Like, some, they ripped her off really bad. She got yeah, fucked. But, yeah, but she was actively participating in fraud, dude. It's a you're 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 having a bleeding heart for a criminal uh, getting I, fucked over committing crime. I do not have a problem because the uh, any kind of fortune telling, if you choose to pay for it, caveat emptor. Oof, she she was a fraud. She was definitely a fraud because she was not. She was like f- fake patois and all that other. That's stuff. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I thought she got screwed. I thought she didn't like get any money off of it. Even if she did, who cares? She was committing fraud. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being pedantic. Um, I guess I'm being pedantic. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Astorian Wonstrom, uh, he, he also pointed out that a lot of the, the international and national uh, reports on the subject of the expedition um, sort of took on the features of urban legends um, and oftentimes would include uh, their their fate um, and, and sort of uh, a show of like the, the racism of the time that uh, that they were killed by, uh, by quote-unquote, uncomprehending savages. Um, uh, you know, that lived in the Arctic. Uh, yeah, po- that- they're called polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, but eventually, um, in in 1930, though, all of this would be uh, all this would be refuted when the uh, when the cr- uh, the crew's final resting place was found at Kivatoya uh, by the crews of two ships, the the Bradfog and the and the Isbjorn. Ships found them. Yes, the uh, the the Norwegian uh, Bradvog. Um, expedition have been studying uh, glaciers in the seas of the uh, the Svalbard uh, archipelago um, uh, for uh, uh, for the um, for the uh, the sealing vessel uh, Broadvog uh, of Elisund, um, and they would find the remains of Andre's expedition on August fifth, nineteen thirty. That's damn. Wild. That's a long time. Um, so, uh, Kivatoya was usually uh, not accessible by by sealing well, or whaling ships. Well, I say that's a long time, but I guess really no one really wanted to go up there, so it's not like they were actively looking for it, or am I wrong? Yeah, no one, like, well, one, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah. And and two, like, like nobody goes there. It's like an uninhabited island. Right, right. I got you. It's like Winn-Dixie, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You're just going to pay out the ass for anything you buy there. <laughs> we just lost our Winn-Dixie fucking sponsorship. Well, they're, they're, they're brought out by Aldi now, and we've we've all sang the praises of Aldi. So I, I for one welcome our new German overlords. Oh, I'm all about Aldi. I do, Aldi's I don't, German? I'll tell you I what. They're Swedish. Tell no, you. Aldi's German. Uh, my okay. thing with Aldi, the only thing I like about it is there's never enough cashiers, right, ever. And the one I have doesn't have self-checkout yet. So it's such a game changer for Aldi. There's never enough cashiers, and the self checkout is crucial there. And then almost every like time, I'd say like every other time we go there, there's just a shitload of people in line too. So like you don't have enough cashiers, and there's a shitload of people in line. It's like come on, you know. Sorry, I dozed off. Are we talk about Walmart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were talking about Goat Simulator. Remember that the classic game? No, but um. I never played Goat Simulator, but I played the Goose Game. Oh, fucking we just Goose went around and honked at people. Best. Oh. <laughs> it was wonderful. Loved it. Because uh, uh, Aldi also owns, because there's there's two Aldis. There's, there's Aldi uh, Sued and Aldi Nord. Um, and Aldi, uh, Aldi Sued is the one that is Aldi in the U.S., and Aldi Nord is owned by uh, owns uh, Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. 
So Trader Joe's is also in the Aldi family, huh? Fuck Trader Joe's. Yeah, I can't stand him. Hey, how much is it a flex that Sweden ended up dropping like six national parks around where these dudes died? <laughs> Just to be like, yeah, now we got national parks and towns in this area, you pussies. <laughs> Jesus. Um, we didn't steer with ropes. If I, uh, <laughs> if I was their descendants, I'd be so pissed. I'm like, bro, you put a fucking Texaco on my dad's grave marker? <laughs> <laughs> a Texaco. No, they have one of those like like fences around it and like the back corner of the parking lot. <laughs> just like a chain link fence and like a worn like stone. It's just like a little plaque drilled onto a stone. That's it. <laughs> and some dude sits on it and eats his lunch. <laughs> um, so like I said, Kivatoya was normally uh, inaccessible um, due to the uh, thick poor ice and often uh, often uh, thick ice fogs. Um, that, that sort of blanketed the island, uh, but the summer of 1930 had been uh, warmer than usual, um, so they they were able to reach it by sea. Um, it was uh, Kivatoya was also known to be a, a prime hunting ground uh, for walruses, um, and uh, uh, so because uh, because the fog around the island was thin, um, they they took this opportunity uh, to to go what they uh, to go on what they considered an inaccessible island to see what they can find and also probably hunt uh, some uh, uh, walruses. Okay. Um, two of the uh, two of the the sealers, uh, Olav uh, Selen and Carl uh, Tusvik, uh, when they were uh, uh, when they were um, looking for water on the island, uh, they discovered uh, Andrea's uh, boat uh, near a small stream. Carl uh, Tusvik. Tuesday. Like a, that sounds like a streamer. Carl, too sick. <laughs> <laughs> Laying down sick 360 no scopes in Call of Duty. Oh shit, look what I just did. I made Joe Biden in Fortnite. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now he's doing the Dougie. Uh, uh. Um, they, uh, they discovered Andrea's boat near a small stream. It had been frozen under a mound of uh, snow. Um, and was uh, full of equipment, including a boat hook engraved with the words "Andreas Polar Expedition, 1896." Found um, them. They they presented the hook to the captain of uh, the Broadfog, uh, Pedar uh, Eliasson, um, and he assigned the crew to search the site uh, together uh, with the expedition members. Um, among other uh, things, they found they also uncovered a journal and two skeletons identified as Andreas and Strindberg's remains. Uh, by monograms found on their clothing. Uh, the Bravag left the island to continue uh, its uh, scheduled uh, hunting um, and, and observations of the region, uh, with uh, in- intending to come back later on to see if the ice had melted further to uncover more artifacts. That's wild. Uh, uh, further discoveries were made by uh, MK uh, by the by the Isbjorn of uh, of Tromso. Uh, which was a sealing sloop chartered by uh, news reporters um, to meet up with uh, Bratvog after they found out uh, after news spread that they had found the remains. Um, they were unsuccessful at this, uh, but the reporters and the Isbjorn's crew uh, uh, went to uh, Kivatoya, uh, landing on the island on September 5th um, in good weather and finding even less ice than the Bratvog had. Um, they photographed the area. Uh, they searched for and found uh, Frankel's body, um, and additional artifacts, including a tin box containing Strindberg's photographic film, his logbook, and maps. 
uh, the crews of, of both ships turned over their finds to the scientific commission um, of the Swedish and Norwegian governments in Tromso um, on uh, September 2nd and September 16th. Okay. Uh, the bodies of the three explorers were transported to Stockholm and arrived on October 5th. Uh, King Gustav V, uh, uh, he would orate um, at their funeral, um, and, they, and they would receive uh, full honors. Full honors uh, for what? Just for being like explorers, like like being honored by the by the king or whatever. Oh man, I don't know, man. I don't know, but okay, I'll buy it. Like I don't know if I give him that kind of credit. <laughs> you know, I I I, I think this dude. <laughs> Ryan just I'll likes say, winners. Yeah, okay. I don't like losers. Okay, I don't, I don't like people that die in the ice. As an American, I don't celebrate fucking losers. You know, a lot of people are saying. <laughs> Listen, this is, this is as bad as a tie game. We sent a man to the moon, okay? They couldn't send a man to the Arctic Circle. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You hear that bald eagle screeching in the background? That fucking Americanism bullshit. <laughs> uh, the bodies of the uh, the three men were cremated, um, and uh, the, uh, and they were uh, not really like examined too much and returned to Sweden. Um, I just want to point out my... my um, skepticism with this guy is based solely on his just complete inability to listen to anybody else. So he's more of a dipshit, I think. Maybe not even a dipshit, maybe con man. No, maybe not even a con man. I don't know. I just I don't think that he deserves to be a hero if he's willingly putting people into danger that uh and lying about things to get them into danger. I think that's kind of manipulative. As opposed to somebody like Sir Edmund Hillary, who like what he, who he, he scaled Everest. Like, come on, man. Um, so the all three of them were interred together at this at, um, at the Nora, Begravningsplatsen uh, uh, Cemetery in Stockholm. Fucking nailed it, dude! <laughs> you made that up. <laughs> you got it first try. Uh, they, uh, but the the question of what what caused their death uh, would remain a mystery. Um, a, a number of uh, medical practitioners and, and historians uh, read through their diaries, uh, looking for any clues um, in their diet, um, for uh, complaints of symptoms, um, and for also uh, suggestive details at the death site of, of what could have happened to them. Um, there are some things that, that all of them agree on. Uh, one one example is the, the explorers uh, aren't, uh, that they uh, had eaten mainly uh, small amounts of canned and dry goods uh, from their balloon stores. Um, and they, uh, uh, they would could have had a, more food. Could have had more. Nope. <laughs> Somebody had to throw it overboard. <laughs> That's true. But they would, they would, uh, they would eat uh, huge portions of uh, half cooked uh, polar bear and occasionally seals. Got them. Got them um, right there. The the explorers uh, uh, frequently uh, would complain of foot pains and diarrhea, and were always tired, cold, and wet. Hmm. Um, after uh, gout could sit in that fast. At, at September tenth. Uh, Andrea's diary entries, um, uh, formerly that that he was making daily, uh, grew more sporadic, um, and his penmanship had deteriorated. Uh, when the three when the three men had moved to uh, Kivatoya um, uh, from from the ice they had been on, uh, they left uh, much of their uh, valuable equipment and stores outside the tent um, and even down by the water's edge, as if they were uh, like too exhausted or indifferent to to like take care of them better. Um, Strindberg, the youngest of the three, uh, died first. Um, and, and it, that's because, uh, how he was found that he had been partially, uh, buried 
uh, as being wedged in a, a cliff aperture uh, by the others. Um, though, though some people contest that that might not have been what happened. Um, the best and most widely uh, uh, credited um, suggestion of their fate was made by uh, Ernst uh, Tried, a medical practitioner, in a book he wrote called uh, Dodora uh, Paviton, or the death on or the dead on uh, Kivatoya in 1952. Um, he he believes that the men succumbed to uh, trichinosis, uh, that they had uh, contracted from eating undercooked polar bear meat. Yeah, there you go, right there, specifically in the liver. Uh, larvae of uh, Trichinella uh, spiralis uh, was found in parts of a polar bear carcass at the site. Um, and uh, both uh, historians uh, Wundtrum and uh, Sunman uh, were also favorable of this expedition, or explanation. Um, critics, uh, critics would note that uh, diarrhea, which uh, tried sites as the main uh, symptomatic, symptomatic evidence, um, doesn't really need an explanation behind the generally poor diet and physical misery they were going on. Um, uh, and he also, he also says that some more specific symptoms of trichinosis are missing. Damn, um, I mean, you don't have to check every single box every single time to still have a like an infection or a disease, you know what I mean? And, and it's yeah. also noted noted that, that two other men, uh, Frijof uh, Nansen and, and his companion, uh, uh, Yomer uh, uh, Johansson, uh, they had lived largely on polar bear meat in the same area for 15 months without suffering any ill effects. I was watching. Yeah, probably cooked it. I saw some Reddit thread earlier today where some guy posted like a he had like a rash on his arm. That's what it was, and uh, someone you know who's in the medical profession was like, "That looks like it might be staph. You need to you need to go to the hospital, right?" Stop and, asking uh, medical advice on Reddit, please. And uh, I, dude, I will never. I, I mean, it's got to be karma whoring, right? It doesn't make any sense, but has to be. They, uh, they went, and the first comment reply was like, "I had something similar to this, so I just went, and it turns out I also have staff." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Sometimes that thing on your arm, you should get it looked at, <laughs> you know. Um, well, and, and all- also, everybody has staff infection on their skin. It's just kind of like an endemic thing that human beings have. Right. So. Um, An author and physician, uh, Bia uh, Uzma, um, she notes that uh, she notes that the rate of death of uh, um, of those with trichinosis is only 0.2 percent and that the main symptom fever is never noted in any of the men's diaries. Also commenting that no medicines against fever appear to have been consumed by the trio. Um, Because they're also in like three degree weather. Yeah, (laughs) they're also like three degrees. (laughs) They're also, like, frozen and wet, so I don't yeah. think they... Yeah. They're miserable already. They would have never fucking known they had a fever or not. Uh, like they're one, having, like, you know, digestive problems and puking and having diarrhea. Bro, absolutely. They ate polar bear liver that wasn't cooked, and boom, done. One possible um, cause of death could be vitamin A poisoning uh, from eating a polar bear liver. Um, yeah, that's very dangerous. But, but uh, the diary uh, entries from Andrea shows that he was, um, that, that he was aware of the danger of, of eating uh, the polar bear liver. Um, but there's really? also so he did but, know one thing, yeah. Um, but there, but <laughs> it is possible Christ. that they could have gotten vitamin A poisoning from eating seal liver, um, uh, which is also mentioned by uh, Usama. Um, but she uh, rejects uh, rejects that based on the fact that the men killed a large seal on September 19th and never noted any related illness. Uh, also, the rate of death from vitamin A poisoning is low. Um, because carbon- most people don't eat polar bear livers and seal livers. 
That's a good point. What do you mean people who eat it, the rate is low? Because they probably cook it, again, cook it to a, a safe temperature, which these dudes are probably not doing. I don't know. How would that affect uh, vitamin A? It's the same way as, like... It's the I same think as liver like, is dangerous because <clears throat> of the concentration of certain things in the meat, right? So does it I mean, at a certain temperature, a you're going to cook it off. Yeah, you might cook a little bit out. That makes sense, yeah. Like the parasites, if you cook the polar bear meat and there's parasites in it, as long as you cook it to a temperature, just like, you know, any kind of cow, pork, anything, as long Hold as you on, cook let me it write to this a safe down, temperature. I'm having that for dinner tonight, and I didn't even yeah. think about this. So. Yeah, make sure your pork is cooked to at least 100 and, let's say, eh, 10. <laughs> I was down at the butcher shop, and, you know, my butcher, he tells me they just got in these polar bear livers, and I was like... I was like, let me get some of that. I was down Go at the him. butcher shop, and he just walked up to me and said, look at these cunts that I got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one possible cause of death that an explorer, uh, Villarm, uh, uh, Phil Hyalmar, Stephenson, believes could have been carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, though, uh, one uh, one objection to this is that their um, that their stove uh, still had um, uh, still had kerosene in its tank when it was found, and that the Primus stove was most likely not located inside of the tent when they were using it. Uh, Stevenson argues uh, that they were using a malfunctioning stove, uh, something he had experienced in his own expedition. Um, it, it's also possible that lead poisoning from the cans in which their food was stored is a, is another suggestion, as well as uh, scurvy, botulism, and and suicide. Um, they had plenty of morphine and opium um, and a polar bear attack. Um, a, a combination favored by uh, the historian uh, Kedlstrom is that the cold and hypothermia um, uh, from winter at Clouston um, and, um, and that they had become uh, dehydrated um, and uh, just general exhaustion, apathy, and just disappointment at everything led them to, you know, sort of like end it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kedlstrom argues that that tried... Uh, never takes the nature of the, the explorer's daily life into account, and especially that of the um, the, the the ice breaking up that they that they were on, um, forcing them to move uh, onto the the island. Um, he he, uh, he writes: uh, Posterity has expressed surprise that they died on Kivatoya, surrounded by food. Um, the the surprise is rather that they were found uh, that they found the strength to live so long. Um, in, in 2010, uh, Us, uh, Uzba, um, of the, uh, who works at the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm, uh, rejected the theory of um, the, the trigonosis, uh, that uh, trigonosis had killed uh, the expedition members in 2010. said, after examining the men's clothes, finding was most likely rips from polar bears in Sternberg's preserved underpants, which he wore while being buried and which uh, subsequently salvaged in 1930. She concluded that at least uh, Sternberg was killed by polar bears. What? In her um, in her award-winning uh, book about the expedition, the expedition, a love story, solving the mystery of a polar tragedy, um, which was um, partly based on her uh, her own new research, including an analysis of a rarely seen autopsy report from 1930, she put forth the theory that Strindberg was attacked and killed by a polar bear, uh, which possibly also injured uh, Frankel, who appears to have died shortly thereafter in a tent wearing no mittens and shoes. If, okay, no. If you got killed by a polar bear, there would be massive trauma to your body. Um, uh, Andrea, uh, she she uh, post, um, that that she postulates having uh, buried uh, uh, Strindberg 
and finding himself trapped uh, alone on the island, unable to leave by himself, then possibly committed suicide via morphine. Um, this theory on Andrea's cause of death is supported by the fact that his remains were found in a semi-upright position against a rock, a situation unlikely to have been caused by a poor bears um, with a rifle by his side. Um, in addition, uh, nearly emptied uh, morphine bottles were found on the site, as well as Andrea's uh, diary neatly wrapped with a sweater, hay, and balloon cloth, indicating that he that he wanted to preserve it um, as a last measure um, to tell people what had happened. Yeah, I guess that. I mean, you don't if you're if you like if you're dying fast, you're not going to like wrap your book up and make everything look pretty and like organize or like arrange yourself, you know. Yeah, if, but if you're going to like commit suicide, it's yeah, you know, not that much of a leap. And if you um, get a bunch of morphine, that's a nice way to go out, I guess. Yeah. Um. So when they had left in 1897 on their expedition, um, it had sort of been like patriotic, like a patriotic moment for uh, Sweden. And, and sort of um, helped uh, going with the whole general uh, general uh, feeling at the time to, you know, to ignite uh, the, the dreams of Sweden taking like a lead in the Arctic and, and exploring it. Um, he was given the title of engineer, um, which was um, which was used um, in speaking of him and expressed a high esteem for um, for him. Ryan's going to pass out. just from- <laughs> Engineer. Um, because he was seen as as representing like the 19th century like ideal of a of a of an engineer as someone moving for uh, social and technical uh, progress, mm-hmm. um, and the um, and that the uh, the men were all like celebrated um, and um, and given like banquets before they departed, and they were mourned by the nation of Sweden when they disappeared. Um, when they were found, the explorers were celebrated for their heroism. Um, of their uh, of their doomed uh, struggle to reach the area, um, and they were seen as having uh, selflessly uh, perished uh, for the ideals of science and progress. No, uh, they died because of a fucking dickhead's hubris. Hubris. Uh, the procession that carried their uh, remains uh, from the ships into Stockholm on October fifth, nineteen thirty, uh, writes Swedish historian uh, Sverker uh, Sorlin. Uh, must be one of the most solemn and grandiose manifestations of national mourning that has ever occurred in Sweden. One of the rare comparable events is the national mourning that followed the Estonia disaster in the Baltic Sea in September of 1994. Um, the Estonia was a was a ship that sank on uh, September 28, 1994 in the Baltic Sea, um, and it was uh, one of the uh, worst um, peacetime uh, maritime disasters in the 20th century, um, uh, the sinking would claim uh, 852 lives. What? 94? Yeah. Um, but more recently, um, his, uh, his motives have been, have been questioned, mainly, mainly by an internet scholar named Brian. Um, <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. And, and this, this began uh, with... Um, with uh, Per Olaf Sundman's um, best-selling uh, semi-documentary novel in 1967, *The Flight of the Eagle*, um, Sundman uh, portrays Andrea as a victim of the uh, of the demands of the Swedish media and establishment, and is ultimately motivated uh, motivated by fear rather than courage. Hmm. Um, and uh, Sundman's interpretation of the of them involved uh, the blind spots of the Swedish national culture. Um, and the role of the press uh, are reflected as well in the film adaptation of it 
1982. Um, uh, it was um, the movie itself was nominated uh, for an Academy Award. Really, um, and and a historian uh, Edward uh, Guimont also proposes that the discovery of the expedition's remains possibly influenced H.P. Lovecraft in writing *At the Mountains of Madness*. Huh. Actually, that has been in my head. Like, hey, did you guys anytime, know what H.P. Lovecraft's cat was named? Yeah, not every time, right? Anytime there's a, uh, anytime there's like a like a Arctic or Antarctic, uh, um, like expedition in that time period, that's the first thing that goes through my head. Is at the Mountains of Madness. Is it a good book though? Yeah, yeah, it's like a short story. It's 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 good. It's not his best work, but it's good. Um. Over time, though, um, Strindberg's role in the expedition um, seems to be um, seems to be more celebrated um, it, because um, because of which the the fortitude you know he took on the situation being untrained and unprepared, and that he kept uh, photographing uh, throughout the failed expedition um, in uh, in what must have been a, a, an almost permanent state of uh, near collapse and exhaustion and exposure, um, and the uh, and like sort of the quality of the photos he took during that time. Wait, um, was the quality good or something? Yeah, like you can look at the pictures. Oh, really? Okay. Nice. They're they're pretty good quality. Um, but um, out of the 240 exposed frames that were found on Kivatoya in, in their containers, uh, 93 were saved uh, by John uh, Herzberg at the Royal Institute of Technology in Stockholm, uh, which was uh, Strindberg's former workplace. <clears throat> Um, in his article, Recovering the Visual History of Andrea's Expedition, published in 2004, uh, Tyrone Martinson um, lamented the, uh, the traditional focus by researchers on the written records and diaries as primary sources of information, um, and he, uh, he sort of pushed for having a greater importance uh, put on the, uh, the photographs and their historical significance. This is interesting. When I just Googled um, Solomon Rushdie's name here, uh, it's I, I came up on a PubMed article uh, from the year 2000. Uh, the men of the Andre expedition probably died of botulism. A new hypothesis explains these mysterious deaths. Interesting. Obviously, I can't read it because I'm not paying for fucking goddamn PubMed, but... Yeah. That's an interesting kind of... I don't know. Twist? Yeah, botulism usually happens from, like, canned foods and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, which they had. So, I mean, it's really easy, too, if you fuck up canning, which is... I, I watched, like, a documentary or, like, you know, like a how-to on canning before, and it was... It's fucking crazy. Yeah, you do actually, like, have to do, it's like... A ton of cleaning canning. and stuff that has to take place. Yeah, it's pretty intense, because, like, it's like you can... You do it right, and then if you do it wrong, you get really sick and possibly die. Yeah, right. Like, there's, there's no, no like, possibly you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, like the middle ground doesn't exist. You just it's, you're gonna I, get it. I think the wildest part too is now we use botulism injected into people's faces so that they don't look as old as they are. I just yeah, wild. it's always it's always gonna be a hard sell for me. Like when I wild. hear people doing that, people also apparently uh, inject it into their armpits and don't sweat as much. Yep. Oh my god. Well, yep. some people have a problem there, so I can see that, but. You know, if you're I mean, like it the, just basically paralyzes guy. everything in the area. Right. Now, if you're the, the sweaty guy from uh, The Critic. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Oh, These man. are pretty good looking pictures, by the way. Yeah, the quality is really good. I, I think part of it also has to do the fact that like they they've been um, they use like modern equipment to to like to make them mm-hmm. as opposed to like the original equipment, uh, so they they come out better. Um, but the quality of the film is pretty good. And I click on one, I'm like, oh man, this is really good. Oh, it's a drawing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's this little placard. Yeah. The rock that people sit on when they eat their lunch. <laughs> actually, when they, like eat their, when they eat their taquitos that they, that they heat it up <laughs> in the gas station microwave. <laughs> with, the, with the Honda Civic, with the shitty rap blaring out, and it's the whole trunk vibrating, rattling. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> How disrespectful to that man's final resting place. <laughs> Oh my god! Is that it? Is that is yep. that is that the story that, that's of uh, it. Solomon August Rusty? Yes. So next well, time we're going to talk about the Terra Nova expedition, aren't we? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, that's the failed one that went to like the Antarctic. Hmm. I don't killed know. Some, it killed some British guy from like the World Navy that was, I guess, popular or some shit. But it was, uh, it was, it was a failure. Is that the one from, uh, was it, uh, Fear? Like, or no, that was the HMS Fear. Yeah, no, this I is, a, I know it specifically as the Terra Nova. Or the Terror, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, may, maybe? Yes, maybe? Hmm. Well, whatever it is, I gotta get outside and get the nitrogen back in my hot air balloon. uh, It's it's hydrogen, Steve. Hydrogen. I'll I'll talk to you guys later. Did you learn nothing over the last three hours? Not a thing. (laughs) One ear, out the other. All right. And with that, good night. Later. Goodbye.